It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Flotsam. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find it. Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order of the best tasting protein bars on the internet. The LA Rams upset the Seattle Seahawks on Saturday. Won me some money, by the way. I had the Rams to cover that three points. They beat the Seahawks 30-20 to in a game that was pretty bizarre, at least to start, because we had this question all week about who the quarterback would be. And there was a lot of uh, discussion about, hey, how much does it actually matter? Because John Wolfert, who is, you know, this former AAF player, this Wake Forest uh, standout, he can move around, he's undersized, but he's fun and he's not Jared Goff. And, And that is perhaps his biggest selling point is that he's not Jared Goff. He takes all the the snaps in practice all week. Jared Goff has surgery on a broken thumb. And 12 days after surgery, with multiple pins in that thumb, he ends up having to play because Wolford takes the hit early in the game, knocks him out. He ends up going to the hospital, in fact. And it doesn't matter because the Rams defense plays exceptional football. Uh, they, They hold the Rams to 20 points in a game where it wasn't really 20 points because for for most of this contest, uh, the Rams were up and led essentially wire to wire. In fact, after the Rams went up 3-0, Seattle never never even tied the game after that. And, And a lot of that had to do with the fact that they couldn't block this Rams front. Russell Wilson throws a pick six to Demarius Williams. And this was a game that that the Rams defense was able to win. And Jared Goff did just enough. He didn't make the sort of big mistakes that had characterized a lot of this season for him. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of his career to date. And that is something that Green Bay is going to try, certainly, to take advantage of. And what Green Bay in this game is going to try and do is you have to stop that run game first, right? And we know that they're playing essentially uh, not a carbon copy, 
But in terms of the offensive scheme, in terms of the offensive philosophy, this Rams team, they live on that same sort of outside zone scheme. And they want to bring that pre-snap motion, that eye candy. And they want to go hard play action. Now, they're not going to try and take the same sort of shot plays that Green Bay is. They thrive a lot on these receiver screens and these underneath routes. And then they want to hit some, you know, okay, a deep over route, a post route off play action. That's how they want to try and play it. Their offense has not been nearly as good this season, despite the playmakers that they have with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and the tight ends, Jared Everett and Tyler Higby. They have pass catchers that that can be dangerous. And then now that Cam Akers is healthy, I mean, he goes 28 carries, a buck 31, just under five yards a carry. They still have Malcolm Brown. So, they are going to be a team that at least stylistically can do the things that Green Bay uh, has to be worried about with running the ball, controlling the clock. And then they have defensively, they can rush you with not just Aaron Donald, but Aaron Donald is a monster. We don't know what his status is, has the rib injury coming out of that game, was not able to return, although late in the game, it seemed like he would have been able to return. We'll see how he progresses over the course of the week. He has to face one of the best interiors in football with Elton Jenkins and Corey Lindsley, assuming he lines up a lot against Lucas Patrick to try and create some mismatches in in that regard. And that's something that Green Bay will have to, to take advantage of. Can they run away from Aaron Donald? Does that work? Can they play action to create some more space for Aaron Rodgers to make plays with Aaron Donald? you know, having to worry about playing run and pass. And then, of course, what they're able to do with Jalen Ramsey. I mean, this is as good a, a one-two matchup as you can possibly imagine. The, the best receiver in the league this year against one of the best corners, Jalen Ramsey, was an all-pro, beat out Jair Alexander at that all-pro spot. And so the Rams are willing to play two deep safeties, they're going to play man coverage. It's a lot of the Vic Fangio principles that Green Bay is familiar with. Brandon Staley, who is the defensive coordinator with the Rams, is a Fangio disciple. So he understands not only this offense, but how to try and take away the shot plays, which is what they were able to successfully do for the most part against Seattle. There was the one broken play where what Russell Wilson was able to escape the pocket and create the, the play down the field to DK Metcalf. That was really the only thing that the Seahawks offense was able to do all day. Now, they don't have the same sort of offensive structure that Green Bay does. The, the Seahawks offense is not as diverse. It's not as consistent. It is not as versatile. It is not as adaptive. Brian Schottenheimer is just not in the same sort of echelon of offensive play callers as Matt LaFleur is. And that is ultimately what this game is going to be about. It is Matt LaFleur against this Rams defense. And if the Ram, because and the reason is simple. This Rams offense is not the dynamic group that we saw in, say, 2018. It's just not. So if Green Bay feels like they can get to 30 points against anyone. And and I think they can they can feel comfortable that they can they can do that. If they play a good game, they can get to 30 points against anyone. Well, the Rams are going to have a hard time getting to 30. 
And that's just the reality. And, and you know, whatever you want to say about the Green Bay defense and, and you know, they've they've taken their lumps at times over the course of the season. This Rams defense is fourth in, in DVOA. They are first in weighted DVOA, which means at the moment, no one is playing better football than they are. Um, they're they're fourth in pass DVOA, third in rush DVOA. They're they're a really, really good defense. But if you look back at their season, going back to early in the year, okay, they score 37 against the Eagles in week two. It turns out the Eagles are bad. They score 32 against the Bills in a loss. They score 30 against Washington. They've gotten to 30 in the last two and a half months, one time. And it was against Arizona. They beat Arizona 38-28. In the last month of the season, they scored 24, 23, 20, and 18 points. Now, they got to 30 on Seattle, but they got the defensive touchdown as well. And you have to believe, if you're the Packers, that the game script is not going to involve throwing a pick six. Not something Aaron Rodgers historically does ever, and certainly is very unlikely to do it twice in one season. So if the Packers are going to get to 30, it's pretty unlikely that the Rams are going to be able to do that. So this is one of those games where you say, okay, this is the the game where Aaron Rodgers gets to, to do the thing. Where if Aaron Rodgers can beat this defense, then what happens on the other side of the ball it's not that it doesn't matter because, of course, it matters if if Mike Patton's group has, you know, the screw up of all screw ups. Certainly the Rams can get to 30 and they can they can score enough points to win this game. The Rams defense, we know that they're able to create um, points for themselves. They did it on Saturday. But if Green Bay gets to 30, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough for the Rams offense to score enough points. And that's that's not been true of teams that have given Green Bay problems in the past. And I don't think we can we can bring in some of those, you know, baggage games. We can't think about what happened in 2014. That's a different team. That's a different defensive coordinator. It's just not the same. And that Seattle team, by the way, was better offensively. Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch. Um, that was just a better team than this Rams team. Green Bay is a six and a half point favorite. And I think that that is indicative of the quality that that people think Green Bay is. But then also, it's going to be like 25 degrees at most at kick. Jared Goff in games below freezing has never thrown a touchdown pass in two games. Now, it's two games, but no touchdown passes, five interceptions. And you, you go back to like 2018 when the offense was really, really good. They, they go out against the Bears. Goff throws a bunch of interceptions, turns the ball over. Um, he's already got some turnover problems. He already has, you know, look, this is something that is real. He's got small hands. We know that. And it causes fumbling problems. Then you add the small hands with the, the broken thumb. Now you're, you're struggling to hold on to the ball because it's freezing freaking cold. Yeah. That is good news for the Packers and what they want to do in this game because they're going to want to pressure Jared Goff. 
the Seahawks, when they were able to pressure Goff, he struggled. So you can't let them control the clock on the ground. But if they're going to do that, if they're going to run the ball, you can't let them hit the shot plays over the top. So I think we're going to see a lot of the same from Green Bay defensively. I don't think they have to change much. Play that single high. Let Darnell Savage roam the middle of the field and dare Goff to play a perfect game. Dare him to play a clean game because he's going to throw one or two across the middle of the field and you're going to have an opportunity to pick it off and, and go the other direction. You, you should feel good about the, the cornerback matchup with Alexander and King and Sullivan because Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are not speed demons down the field. They're smart. They're savvy. They're uh, they're adept route runners, and they can create separation. So maybe you play a little bit more zone coverage. You, you create some zone blitz looks, some double A-gap looks. Maybe this is the game where Mike Pettin dusts off that 2008 game plan, and you just blitz Jared Goff into the ground. And remember the difference in that game. And Mike Pettin did come out with a great game plan in that game. The difference in that game was they started to get the ball to Todd Gurley. They started to throw the ball to Todd Gurley. And he was able to get out on some of Green Bay's backup defensive backs. And that was the game that cost Jermaine Whitehead his job in Green Bay. Maybe the Packers have a better counter for that this time around. And and the Rams don't have the same sort of running back. I mean, they haven't given Cam Akers those opportunities. They haven't given Malcolm Brown the chance to go out and be that kind of receiver. So I think Green Bay is in a good position here to execute their game plan defensively. And if they do that, they can hold the Rams to 20, 23, 24, 26 points. And, and to me, that's enough to go out and win this game and win it in impressive fashion. Doesn't mean they're going to blow out the Rams. I think the Rams are a good football team. They have been all season. But I think the deficiencies that they have play into the deficiencies that Green Bay can best exploit. And if you like the Packers at that minus six and a half number, and by the way, I do, there's only one place that has you covered, one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up for free at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. The playoffs are the perfect time to get in on the action. And now with the Packers going out there, you can just ride Green Bay all the way to the Super Bowl. All the money you can make off them. It's going to be fun. Don't miss out. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to get a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big-time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel, and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. 
Bonus issued is non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. And betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wager. Subscribe to Locked on Bets brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. So I host Locked on NFL on Mondays and we break down everything with the latest from from our local experts here on Locked On. And that means I get to talk to a lot of the different hosts over the course of the season. And someone that I've talked to a lot, Sosa Kremenges, who hosts Locked On Rams, he will be on the show on Thursday to talk crossover, to talk about you know the, these two teams and how they match up. And we'll go even more in-depth on that with him coming up in a little bit. But what I thought made the most sense was I watched Rams Seahawks. You probably watched Rams Seahawks. But what happened in that game from the Rams perspective? When we talk on Thursday, Sosa and I are going to focus primarily on what is going to happen with the Packers. Well, I think in order to get a really good flavor in order to get really good perspective on this game. The the best thing is to get that insight from Sosa on, from a Rams perspective, what worked, what didn't, where this team is, what they do well, what this game means, and how we can use it to project going forward. So I thought, why not have Sosa come on and would do it a little bit early I have to talk to him anyway for Locked On NFL, which I encourage you to go listen to. And why not have him come on and offer some insight for our audience as well? The L.A. Rams upset, went into Seattle and upset the Seattle Seahawks 30-20 to on Saturday in a game that was bizarre from the start. John Wolford, the backup, gets the start even though Jared Goff practiced all week. Then he gets hurt. Jared Goff has to come in and does just enough to get the Rams the upset win. Joining me now from Locked on Rams, Sosa Kremenjus and Sosa This was a contest where the defense really carried the Rams, which is sort of fitting against a a Seahawks team that has, for most of the Russell Wilson era, been built on doing just that, having a defense that can lock you down and a quarterback that just doesn't beat himself. Yeah, that was absolutely the case in this one. Uh, And like you said, it was fitting, uh, fitting for the Rams as well because the defense has definitely been the strongest part of the team this season, I don't think there's been any question about that. Um, and we've seen the best players all step up and have good games when it comes to, you know, guys like Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, uh, the secondary as a whole. Really, you know, they played a tremendous game. Obviously, the Seahawks never really got going on offense outside of one out-of-structure play from Russell Wilson where he found DK Metcalf for a long touchdown on what looked to be, you know, broken coverage. But uh, I felt like the Rams played a very good game in this one. They played a clean offensive game. It wasn't many explosive plays or anything like that. But, um, you know, we came into this game thinking that if the Rams can put together a clean game and just not implode from that quarterback position and the defense, you know, showed up and did what they've done all season, that they were going to come out of this game with a really good shot to win. And that's exactly what happened. And I'm not surprised one bit by this result. I felt like through the first two games against the Seahawks, the Rams played very well, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. 
uh, even dating back to the Jeff Fisher days, they've always had good game plans against the Seahawks offense. And, um, you know, they showed up in a big way. Yeah, the Rams were always the team that Seahawks fans, even in those peak Legion of Boom days, that Seahawks fans were like, oh, no, we got to play the Rams, even when the Rams weren't very good. Uh, two big injuries that we have to to talk about because the Rams are moving on. Uh, Aaron Donald leaves the game. Cooper Cup leaves the game late. Where are we with those guys? Because they were, as you as you mentioned, huge. Cooper Cup, four catches for 78 yards and had that terrific play early in the game where he went up over Jamal Adams. And Aaron Donald was an absolute menace in this game, had two sacks and and was in Russell Wilson's lap seemingly the entire game. Yeah, so the Rams seem to have gotten some good news pretty quickly yesterday. Uh, Cooper Cup, which, you know, he hurt his knee in a meaningless snap at the end of the game there, only has a knee contusion. And obviously, there was a huge fear that it could have been something much worse, potentially a torn ACL. But uh, he's going to be listed, it sounds like, day to day. So he should be able to go in the divisional round of the playoffs. And we didn't get an update on defensive tackle Aaron Donald just yet. But he looked like he wanted to come back in yesterday in that game. Um, he has not missed a single game in his career thus far. And, uh, you know, this is a guy wow. I just can't see missing a game. Uh, I think uh, they're going to probably have to do something similar to, you know, a, a quarterback's flak, jack, flak jacket uh, in terms of just protecting those ribs because that's what he hurt when Russell Wilson dropped on top of him on a near sack. So uh, we don't have an update on Donald, but I suspect he's going to go. But, you know, there was really good news for the Rams in general. The quarterback John Wolford also was in the locker room post game out of the hospital, which was just a precautionary thing. And it sounds like he's also going to be listed day to day. So uh, what appeared to be, you know, quite a catastrophic day for injuries actually turned out to not be so bad. So as we look forward here and, and what the Rams can be in this NFC playoffs, Jared Goff doesn't light the world on fire, but still, you know, he averages over eight yards an attempt, has the touchdown, doesn't throw the backbreaking interception like he did in that second matchup against the Seahawks. And then Cam Akers, a bit of a revelation, 28 carries, a buck 31, and the touchdown averages almost five yards an attempt. Is this going to be enough in, in the playoffs? I mean, can you rely so little on your quarterback and just say, okay, we're going to run the ball and we're going to trust this defense to make enough plays to get us there? It's going to be tough, and that's the million-dollar question for sure. You know, it's really going to depend on the quarterback status. I wonder if Jared Goff is going to be able to heal enough to the point where we get a 80 or 90% healthy Jared Goff in time for this next game because obviously that would be very important for the passing game. You've seen Jared Goff struggling to throw the most routine passes that we've seen all throughout his career, mm -hmm. simple digs. Uh, he was just very inaccurate, and, you know, you can't fault the guy for that. But, you know, that is definitely something that's going to hamstring the Rams in terms of their passing offense moving forward. So that's a huge concern. Uh, but I do think, you know, K-Makers getting healthy and not really looking slowed down by the high ankle sprain that he suffered a few weeks ago is very important for this offense. They clearly are going to be an offense that wants to pound the rock. He's going to touch the ball a lot in terms of K-Makers rushing attempts. Um, and as long as they don't have those backbreaking interceptions, like you mentioned, that we've seen way too many times this season from Jared Goff or even his backup in terms of John Wolford we've seen in week 17. He might go in this game. We don't know exactly what the plan is just yet. So, you know, as long as they can keep clean on offense, uh, keep pounding their ball, keep playing really solid defense, I think they're going to have a shot in every game they play. And I don't think anyone's going to wash them out in terms of a blowout. But 
Um, you know, it all really depends on the status at the quarterback position. And we just don't seem to be getting an answer. I guess we're going to have to kind of wait until next week to see whether Jared Goff is going to be the guy and he's going to be healthy enough to actually lead a passing attack that could be potent or, you know, if it's going to be John Wolford and he actually plays in this game and he has the stones to start in a divisional game and only his second start in his career. So a lot of question marks there. Definitely majority of them are on the offensive side of the ball. But I think as long as the Rams defense continues to show out, they're going to have a chance to win every game they're in. Before we finish up, let's talk about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I just got a note on Instagram, in fact, the other day from someone who said, hey, you know, I, I bought these things and I didn't know what to expect. And it turns out you're right. And not only did he love them, his wife loved them. And, you know, he, he had a couple favorite flavors. The caramel brownie is a new flavor that you should check out. Uh, salted caramel, double double chocolate. They have so many great flavors. This is truly the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's the best tasting protein bar, frankly, that's ever been made. Not hyperbole. That is true. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, yet low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. When you taste these things, get some and taste them. You will not believe that they are not legitimate candy. They are delicious. And right now, because you listen to Locked On, when you go to BuiltBar.com, you use the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code Locked On to get 20% off at BuiltBar.com. David Harrison here, the Locked On Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store so i don't want to put the cart before the horse and that's an analogy i've used i would say overused over the last few weeks but what's happening in the NFC, I think, is just worth talking about briefly. We're getting Saints, Bucks, part three. The Saints have blown the Buccaneers out in the first two matchups. I don't know that they're going to do the same uh, in this upcoming week. I, the Saints at home in, an, in another circumstance, I think, would be different. Um, they're going to have some fans, but it's not going to be the Superdome. It's not going to be crazy, raucous, loud. Here's the thing. I got a lot of questions last week about what teams are most advantageous for the Packers. What teams do you want to play? And what I said was, um, I don't care. If you're the best team, go win the games. Green Bay is the favorite, the heavy favorite on Saturday. Almost a touchdown favorite. I don't know that by game time they'll be a touchdown favorite. 
but they are the clear favorites in this game. They should win it. Doesn't mean they will, but they should. Then they host the NFC Championship game. The first time in the Aaron Rodgers era, they host the NFC Championship. They will host either Drew Brees and the Saints or Tom Brady and the Bucks. They're warm weather teams. And they are certainly teams that as a group, for the most part, even the Saints who have a Super Bowl win, you know, in 2009, um, as a group, they haven't won much of anything. You know, the key players on the Saints team, they were not on that 09 Saints team. It's the same with the Packers. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's the guy. I mean, I mean, really, no, no one else of note that was on that 2010 team is on this 2020 team. The 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 playmakers, the starters, the the impact players, they weren't there. So it's a different, it's it's a different team. You want those two teams coming to Lambo. And not, you know, the, the alternative is going to their house. And of course, that's not what you want. This home field advantage for Green Bay is different. And it's different, especially for Drew Brees, because of what his arm is, because of what that offense is, their inability to push the ball down the field. Likewise, Mike Evans, not 100%. When you're hurt, it's a little bit different. And the rest of this team, they've never been in a game like this. Carlton Davis has never been in a game like this. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, those guys, they haven't been in this spot before. So maybe Tom Brady has. But the other guys have it. And if it's 20 and Aaron Rodgers is out here lighting up your defense and you got to go out and score 35 points, how does that affect what happens to your offense? How does that affect Byron Leftwich, who's never been in this position? How does that affect Bruce Arians? How does that affect the, the Todd Bowles? How does that affect these young players, especially on the defense, who've never been in this position before? And in New Orleans, there's a lot of pressure on this season. Not that there's any more or less than on Green Bay. I think there is a lot of pressure on Green Bay in this game. But at home, Drew Brees, are you going to be able to complete passes past 10 yards? Is Jared Cook going to be able to catch the ball? I mean, he had a, he had a, a big drop in the end zone against the Bears. It looked like a PBU, but the ball really bounced off his hands. How does what does that look like? What does that offense look like? Is Alvin Kamara, who was clearly not a huge part of the, this game on Sunday, coming off COVID, is he going to look like the same guy moving forward? I mean, it took Ezekiel Elliott two months to come back from COVID and look like anything close to the same guy. There are a lot of questions with those teams. And it's not as if there aren't questions with the Packers, but they didn't play. They got the week off. They got to rest. They got to game plan. They got to look at all these these teams and say, this is what we need to do. This is how we need to get better. And these are the things that we need to focus on moving forward. They are the favorites for a reason. And they are in position now. They miss the Bucks in the divisional round. A huge, a huge thing for them. Now, you might still have to beat them. Beating a team three times in the same season is tough. Even the Saints, who dominated really the first two matchups. It's going to be tough. This, this Bucks team is playing much better now than it was 
really at either point when they played in week one, you know, we kind of have to throw that one out. Now the Saints boat raced the Bucks in the first ma- in the second matchup. So and and the, the, that was after the Buccaneers beat the Packers to death. So I mean that that was a real game for the Saints and and that was an ass kicking. I mean, <laughs> you gotta talk about an ass kicking. That was that. Are they gonna be able to do that again? It's gonna be really tough. A divisional opponent, someone you've seen twice, it's gonna be really hard two times to do that. I think Green Bay, not just because they beat the Saints once already, but because of the matchup, they want the Saints to win this game again. And you want Drew Brees to have to come to Lambeau. You want the Saints to have to bring that passing game to Lambeau in the cold and the wind and the ice and the snow. And you bring those boys from New Orleans. Bring them up. Bring them up. You love to see it. That would be the ideal. But look, if you're going to go to the Super Bowl, if you're going to be a Super Bowl caliber team, you're going to have to beat everyone. So whether it's the Bucs, whether it's the Saints, doesn't matter. You just have to go out and get a dub. All right, Matt Miller coming up on the program tomorrow, Bleacher Report, formerly of Bleacher Report, now of his own venture, and I will let him tell you about that coming up tomorrow's How You Doing on Wednesday, crossover on Thursday with Sosa, and we're back at it with our live show on Friday. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.